everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode 90 of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father for ultra marathon runner and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from pornography addiction. If you or anyone that you know is struggling with pornography addiction, please point them to pathbackrecovery.com. There you can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. Keep those cards and letters coming. You can uh, you can send questions or comments, um, podcast topics if you want to be a guest. Send those to contact at tonyoverbay.com. And please stop by tonyoverbay.com. You can sign up to find out more about some upcoming programs, including one on how to be happy that I am hoping to launch shortly after the beginning of the year. So uh, tonyoverbay.com, there's a place in the middle there. I promise I won't spam you. I won't send you unnecessary emails. As a matter of fact, I am rarely sending emails. I got to get better about that. And uh, I just, again, thank you so much for the feedback. The feedback from the gaslighting episode last week, um, it was uh, just kind of an impromptu, off-the-cuff episode, has just, um, but boy, the Christine Hammond episode on narcissism, the gaslighting, there is a need out there. So I'm starting to get a lot of people that are um, writing. I mentioned on the gaslighting episode that I may be starting an online group for um, women who may feel that they are in abusive relationships with narcissists or and they may want to explore a little bit of that. So if so, please drop me an email, contact at TonyOverbay.com. I'm the only one that's going to see that email and uh, trying to gather some data and see what we want to do with that. But there is a huge need there. So it is Thanksgiving week in America. And I remember last year, which is so wild to say in the podcast last year, I, uh, I had talked about some fun facts for Thanksgiving, and uh, now I realize in looking at um, stats, here we are a year later, and uh, this podcast just goes all over the world. So there's, um, there's a cutoff at the top 50 countries that each episode gets to, and, um, and there's still even more after that. So I'm, I'm just, I am so grateful for an international audience, but uh, it is Thanksgiving week here in America, and last week I did, or last week, last year I did a little bit of fun facts about Thanksgiving. So I want to do that again, because I'm, I'm just... Thanksgiving's always been kind of a fun one for me personally. My birthday is right around Thanksgiving. Some years it actually falls on Thanksgiving. And so growing up, it was, uh, you always have that four day weekend where my birthday was in there, Thanksgiving was in there. And, uh, so that's just, it's, it's a holiday that I love. It's a holiday where I feel like there's a lot of rest. I feel like, um, there's a, typically I run some sort of Thanksgiving race and I eat a lot of food and family is around and it's just a, it's a good experience. So I'm looking forward to that. So, um, just a, just a few fun facts from Thanksgiving, I'm trying to find anything new. Um, 1621, you're the first Thanksgiving celebration. And uh, I didn't really know this. I always hear about the turkey that gets pardoned from the White House. Um, 1989, first year of president, George H.W. Bush officially pardoned a turkey. And uh, two turkeys are sent to the White House each year. Um, four U.S. towns are named Turkey. There's a fun fact. And I love this one uh, the, the, where, I, where I dug up this data, said that Thanksgiving ranks second among America's favorite holidays. I can only guess that the first one is um, Christmas. I was going to throw a joke in there, but I mean, I love Christmas too. So I think that uh, that's it. Here's the, here's the tough one though. Average number of calories consumed on Thanksgiving, 4,500, 4,500. Even, even worse is the graphic down below where I'm reading these, this data. This says 10 hours and 41 minutes time. It takes the average male to burn 4,500 calories, but it shows this guy running on a treadmill or it's just a picture of that. And, and I know that's not, you know, as an ultra runner, um, 
part of the thing I love about ultra running, whether you're doing uh, 30 miles, 50 miles, 100 miles, is you really do have to kind of do like the, the science, the math. And typically you can burn about 100 to 125 calories a mile. And uh, you can cover what, five, six, seven miles in an hour. Your stomach can sometimes only process about four or 500 calories of bringing food in. So you're creating this calorie deficit. You're trying to balance your electrolytes and your fluids. And uh, so I guess 4,500 calories is the part where I'm not very good at math. Okay, that is a long way. Okay, all right, uh, 10 hours, 41 minutes. We'll go with that. Um, because I am thinking then, uh, what, if I run a 50 miler, you're burning 100 calories a mile. Um, yeah, okay, we're gonna have to go on a long run uh, on Thanksgiving morning. Um, that's that's a fact. Uh, $49.12, average cost of a 10 person Thanksgiving dinner. Um, 25% of Americans this year saying they might skip turkey. And uh, just processing with some clients the last couple of days, um, someone that I know is doing Italian for Thanksgiving, another person, or they, they do tamales every year. I think that's kind of interesting. 100,000 plus questions are answered by the Butterball Turkey Hotline each November and December. So 100,000 people are just, I mean, I don't know what they're saying, right? Uh, how long do I cook it? Uh, and then do the Butterball folks just, are they just saying, um, look on the package, look on the package. Is that kind of their go-to line? 70% of Americans say it's not a proper Thanksgiving meal without a turkey. 72% of Americans plan to attend Thanksgiving dinner with at least five plus people. America's favorite Thanksgiving dishes, number one, turkey. Number two, my favorite, stuffing. Then pumpkin pie, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, and cranberry sauce. And uh, just a couple more to round this up. 96% of Americans say they celebrate Thanksgiving. That's kind of impressive. 83% of Thanksgiving hosts prepare the entire feast with no help. I was surprised about that. And, and even more surprised, about 7% of Americans plan to dress up for Thanksgiving dinner. I, and I don't, I, as a pilgrim, as a turkey, I'm not really sure. I've never actually heard of dressing up for Thanksgiving dinner. If I had a turkey costume or a pilgrim costume, um, I don't know. I don't know if my family listens to my podcast. I'm going to actually have to do that and, uh, and dress up. So for all of those who are uh, celebrating Thanksgiving, I, I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. And on that note, a lot of times for Thanksgiving, people go around a table. There's a tradition that a lot of people do. And they say that there's something, you know, say something that you're grateful for. And I think a lot about that, uh, that concept of gratitude. Um, one of the things that, uh, some of the homework, I'm not a big homework therapist. There's a reason why. Everything I like to do is kind of, is around the evidence base that there are a lot of folks that, aren't going to do homework, then they're going to not want to come back to therapy because they feel like they're letting the therapist down, which is beside the point. I mean, you want the person to come in and if they're not doing the homework, you want them to tell you why, why aren't you doing the homework? And we'll, we'll kind of figure that out. But uh, one of the things I found really effective, I really have, and I need to, to get back to this. I've done this at times in my life, but it is before you go to bed, write down two or three things that you're grateful for that day. Try to make them unique individual at the end of that day. And, and this is one of those uh, kind of interesting things. I don't know, cause, effect, um, anecdotal, but uh, there's a little bit of research out there that says people sleep a little bit better when they... Uh, matter of fact, I think I'll get to that today. I think that's in what I'm going to go over. But uh, but anyway, um, a gratitude journal. So I, I was really thinking about gratitude, the concept of gratitude. And so I wanted to see, you know, I think it's it's easy to say that that living a life of gratitude, being grateful, is definitely a good way to live. But what I was digging up is, is it an evidence, is there an evidence-based... Uh, uh, research around being grateful because, of course, it's wonderful to be grateful. And uh, but I really am, am just the things that I get to do for uh, in the podcast and in my practice. You know, emotionally focused therapy, EFT. Even if it wasn't evidence based, it's a nice way to live. It's a great way to live where you're going to seek first to understand before being understood. Where you are going to double down on empathy. You're going to jump in there in in the other person's empathy pit and find out what is going on in their world before you. 
um, before you jump in and say, you know, why didn't you do whatever, whatever it was? I mean, I gave an example a while ago, but uh, I had an actual real situation happen. Someone contacted me after the episode I did um, on empathy, and they said that there was a situation where they came into a room and their spouse seemed down. And uh, and they had a lot going on in their lives, the, this couple did. And so the husband admittedly had said that he really had expected his wife to take care of a lot of things that day. And so he came in and he remembered the podcast. This is the stuff that, that just, it, it just, I'm so grateful to, to be able to share some of these examples. But so he comes in and he said he was, he was mad. He, he thought, oh my gosh, we've talked about how much we have to get done. They, they just had a lot going on in their lives. And he sees his wife just kind of sitting at the table. She's looking at her phone. He's assuming that she's scrolling through Instagram. And he was, he said he was ready to be just livid. And uh, so, but he said he remembered the podcast and he said, Hey, uh, hey, how are you? I mean, you, what's going on here? You look like you're, you're, you look like you're a little bit upset. And uh, his wife had shared that someone that she was close to had passed away, and she was looking through just hours and hours. She'd been looking through pictures that she had on her phone, trying to find some pictures for the memorial service. He went to her. He he knelt down on the ground. He wept with her. He hugged her, and uh, and he sent me an email. And I'm so grateful for that. So EFT, it's a it's a wonderful way to live to to kind of try to understand what someone else is going through. Before you say, why didn't you, or I can't believe you, that sort of thing, right? So even if it wasn't evidence-based, it's a nice way to live. But the thing is, it is evidence-based. Nurtured heart parenting, building inner wealth within our kids, it, it's a great way to live. It's a great way for our kids to feel like they can turn to us and know that we're there for them. And, uh, and, and in doing so, again, we lead with empathy, where we don't just try to tell them, you need to do this, you shouldn't be doing this, where we all of a sudden take on the role of the punisher all the time. You know, but the, but nurtured heart parenting, it's an evidence based method and it's a great way to live acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, you're not wrong to have the thoughts you have because they're based on your experiences, all the things that you bring to the table. And so when someone tells you you shouldn't think that way, um, here's what I do. I mean, again, that's uh, there's no empathy there. There's no understanding. No one likes to be should on. Right. Acceptance and commitment therapy, not just a nice way to live. It's an evidence based modality. Um, there is not enough empathy in this world. No one likes to be shut on simply simply telling you what you should do without first hearing what your experiences are, what you've already done about something, or what has gone into the, the decisions that you have made. Again, not just a nice way to live, an evidence-based modality. Shame. You know, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. I'll say it again. See what I did there? Shame. Not good for anything. Shame does not build character. Shame does not shape people for good. Shame can be perpetuated by those in authority. Uh, shame has been drilled into many in an attempt to get somebody to change to someone else's will. But shame does not get you closer to being authentic. And being authentic, um, feeling like you are in charge of your life is what helps people avoid or even break free from addiction. Anyway, all of these principles that I have embraced and made a large part of my podcast, a large part of my practice, a part of my life are not only good ways to live, I feel so grateful to be led to these different modalities, but they are evidence-based principles with decades and decades of research behind them. And now I have worked in this in this field now for a long time and have worked with thousands of people. And I know that these principles are, are true. And again, they're evidence-based principles. When someone else is shooting on you, they're saying, well, here's what I think you should do based on my reality, based on my view of the world, not your view, but mine. Anyway, holy cow, I could go on. Uh, but again, all evidence-based methods that work, and that's my truth, my whole truth, and nothing but my truth. So um, I, I would. So again, how did I go off on that soapbox tangent? Uh, looking up the evidence around gratitude. So, and I did the episode on gaslighting last week, and only I found myself a bit fi fired up halfway through because as I had laid out what constitutes healthy relationships and what I see in my office, 
Um, to me, of course, it makes sense to never tell your partner that they are dumb or selfish or that they don't get it. Of course, it makes sense to say to somebody that you care about, tell me where that comes from. Tell me more about that to, to have more empathy and to be grateful for them, to be grateful for your partner. If there's one thing that I would love to challenge people to do this week is to step back and look at your kids, look at your, your spouse, um, look at your parents, look at your neighbors, and and just try to step back and understand for things from where they're going, where they're coming from. Not just like, what are they doing to you? But, but you know, no one wakes up in the, in the morning and just says, man, how can I ruin everybody's day? And if they are, that comes from what's, the, what's behind that? Um, what's the trauma that they've been through? What are they experiencing? But just try to have empathy. So there is a wonderful article um, and on Forbes.com. I'll link to this. But uh, it is an article that talks about gratitude. And it talks about, you know, so it's by a woman named Amy Marin. She's a, a therapist and the author of 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And uh, I wanted to do, I want to do a whole podcast episode on that. Um, Amy Morin is, is kind of blown up as the kids say, and she is a very, very big deal. But I've uh, reached out to her a while ago to see if I could get her on the podcast. But she wrote the article, Seven Scientifically Proven Benefits of Gratitude That Will Motivate You to Give Thanks Year Round. So I'm not trying to do a Here's a New Year's resolution kind of a thing, but you can be grateful year round. You can you can cultivate, um, as they say in, uh, um, I, I hear this talk in, in church often, this attitude of gratitude. So Amy Marin said, it's that time of year where many people begin thinking about everything that they have to be thankful for. And although it's nice to count your blessings on Thanksgiving, being thankful throughout the year could have a tremendous benefit on your quality of life. She says, in fact, gratitude may be one of the most overlooked tools that we all have access to every day. Cultivating gratitude doesn't cost any money and it certainly doesn't take much time, but the benefits are enormous. And I love how she lays out then, research reveals gratitude can have these seven benefits. Number one, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. So think about this. Not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help you win new friends. According to a 2014 study published in Emotion, the study found that thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship. So whether you thank a stranger for holding the door or you send a quick thank you note to that coworker who helped you with the project, acknowledging other people's contributions can lead to new opportunities. And, and I'm just a big fan in general of a lot of people don't get a lot of thank yous throughout the day. A lot of people don't get a lot of smiles throughout the day. And uh, there's a quote. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to have to look this one up so I can say it uh, exactly. But a wonderful quote that talks about moments are the molecules that make up eternity. And so, you know, in, it, it matters in that very moment. Um, it, it matters whether you, you smile at someone. Oh, here we go. You know what? I'm going to read this right now. Honest to goodness, my favorite quote, Neil A. Maxwell. It's in a book called The Promise of Discipleship. It says, though of themselves, life's defining moments may seem minor. Our wise responses can gradually increase our traction on the demanding path of discipleship. For instance, that's what I love. We can decide daily or in an instant and in seemingly little things, whether we respond with a smile instead of a scowl or whether we give warm praise instead of exhibiting icy indifference. Each response matters in its small moment. After all, moments are the molecules that make up eternity, affecting not only ourselves, but others, because our conduct, even in seemingly small things, can be contagious. So opening door, saying thank you, sending a thank you note, writing someone. Um, take a moment to do it. Shoot an email, shoot a text during the season every every week. Uh, whatever you need to do, but express that that attitude of gratitude be grateful and say thank you. Um, again, it's not just good manners, but a study published in Emotion shows that it can um, it can help you with new acquaintances and makes people more likely to seek an ongoing relationship. Number two, love this. Gratitude improves physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains, 
than they report feeling healthier than other people, according to a 2012 study published in Personality and Individual Differences. Um, not surprisingly, and this is again according to Amy Marin, uh, grateful people are also more likely to take care of their health. They exercise more often or more likely to attend regular checkups with their doctors, which is likely to contribute to further longevity. So gratitude improves your physical health. So we've got two things. Gratitude uh, opens up the door for more relationships. It improves your physical health. Number three, gratitude improves psychological health. This is kind of what I was alluding to at the beginning of the podcast. Gratitude releases a multitude of toxic emotions, ranging from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Uh, PhD, Robert A. Emmons, a leading gratitude researcher, and I love that there's a field of gratitude research, has conducted multiple studies on the link between gratitude and well-being. And his research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression. So again, gratitude reduces a multitude of toxic emotions. So, and, and I believe that's part of that at the end of every day or the beginning of every, every day. Take a moment and uh, just in, in contemplation and prayer and meditation and just think about things that you're grateful for. Don't make it just some rote exercise of, you know, I'm grateful for my family, grateful for my wife, grateful for the weather. You know, mean it. Um, be present and, and think about things. Write down things that you're grateful for. If you can do two or three things each day that are different, that's even better. Number four, gratitude enhances empathy. There we go. And reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, even when others behave less kind. According to a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky, study participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others, even when given negative feedback. They experienced more sensitivity and empathy toward other people and decreased desire to seek revenge. So for those of you who might feel like empathy doesn't come naturally, here's where you begin. Take a moment at the end of every day and write down things that you are grateful for unique, individual, personal things that you're grateful for. And in doing so, that gratitude will enhance your empathy and reduce aggression. So as a matter of fact, I, I do work a lot in the world of anger management uh, with uh, with men in particular. And uh, that may, that makes me think that that needs to be homework. Um, the, the gratitude piece, the, the gratitude journal, it needs to because it's going to enhance empathy. Number five, grateful people sleep better. Writing in a gratitude journal. Look at that. It says it right there. Writing in a gratitude journal improves sleep. According to a 2011 study published by Applied Psychology, Health, and Well-Being, spend just 15 minutes jotting down a few grateful sentiments before bed, and you may sleep better and longer. So for those of you, those insomniacs, instead of uh, firing up another round of uh, Tune Blast or uh, one of those kind of things, um, spend a little bit of time writing down what you're grateful for. Write down in a gratitude journal. Number six, gratitude improves self-esteem. A 2014 study published in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that gratitude increased athlete self-esteem. I love that, uh, which is essential. It's an essential component to optimal performance. Other studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparisons. Rather than becoming resentful toward people who have more money or better jobs, which is a major factor in reduced self-esteem, grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. Grateful people. So gratitude improves self-esteem. The more that you can cultivate this attitude of gratitude, the more you can be grateful for the things around you, um, I believe what that alludes to is the more present you can be. And part of the whole concept of mindfulness, which I love, is you're being present. You're being, you're, you're, you're being grateful. You're only in control of your own thoughts and emotions. And so that starts to cause you to feel like I can only do what I can do with me. So I need to cultivate this attitude of gratitude toward my, my fellow players. I have a fun story. Uh, last night, um, first, first, my, the, the varsity basketball team and that my, my son is playing JV basketball as a freshman. I'm so excited for this year. I'm waiting for this forever. The varsity is playing back to back games. So they, uh, the coach brought up a couple of the, the, the J, junior varsity folks 
to play in a varsity game so that uh, the varsity guys would be fresh for tonight. So my son ends up playing a lot, scored 10 points last night. It was, it was one of the coolest things ever. But on the way home, he told me of how he said everybody, everybody on that varsity team, he said is so nice to him. He's, and he, he they're so, he just says they, they just act so grateful that he's there and that he's part of the team. And I am so grateful as a parent for the way that team is, is modeling that behavior. And so, you know, no one's saying, oh, this freshman, you know, what's he supposed to do? He hit a couple threes. He had a great move last night and the, the bench went nuts for him. And it was the it was the greatest thing to see. And so I am grateful as a parent for those people on that team, that coach uh, cultivating this attitude of gratitude and being grateful just to be playing grateful for each member of the team. So uh, I, I'm grateful for that. Um, number seven, last but not least, gratitude increase, increases mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it also might play a major role in overcoming trauma. A 2006 study published in Behavior Research and Therapy found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. A 2003 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the terrorist attacks on September 11th. Recognizing all you have to be thankful for, even during the worst times of your life, fosters resilience. And, and I do want to say, when I read that one before, going back to that, you know, no one wants to be should on, um, you, and people say, you should just be grateful. You should just recognize the things that are good for you. But, you know, that, that's, that's not coming from an empathetic place. This, that's why I love the concept of cultivating in yourself the attitude of gratitude. And it's going to take work. It's going to take practice. It really is. Uh, and, and then guess what? Here's where we go back to all these nice evidence-based modalities. If your goal is to start to cultivate this attitude of gratitude, that's your goal. So if you go a few days and you forget to do the gratitude journal, um, let's jump into the world of acceptance and commitment therapy. What, what, what happens? You start to feel bad. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't, can't even remember to be grateful for things. Your brain is trying to tell you what, what's the story it's trying to hook you to. It's trying to hook you to the, see, you can't even do this right. See, you apparently aren't very grateful. Here comes shame to come in there and yeah, you never will be either. And you can't figure this out. And what's wrong with you? Here comes addiction saying, Hey, we got this. You know, uh, we'll take care of this. No, none of that. The, the evidence based modality of acceptance and commitment therapy says my goal is to cultivate the attitude of gratitude. So when I'm starting to have these thoughts and emotions, perfectly normal, because that's, that's your own, your own private experiences. But, but you don't have to fuse or believe that thought. If you fuse to that thought of, see, I can't, I just can't do anything right. I can't even keep a gratitude journal. If you fuse to that belief, then your then your brain's got you. You're hooked. You're you're locked in. You're cognitively fused. Now you, you don't have to do the work. You don't have to now n- tomorrow try again, right? So so that's uh so I love it. So even if you start today, even if you don't start today and you think I'm going to start tomorrow, I'm going to start Monday, um and then you don't, that's okay. No guilt or shame. Just uh recognize those emotions. What's the what's the the story the brain's trying to hook you to? It's the see you never do anything consistently. True or false? We're not. That's not what we're debating. Is it a workable or productive thought toward the goal of starting this gratitude journal? So, uh, so use those acceptance and commitment therapy skills and begin cultivating an attitude of gratitude. I, I can honestly say that this is something I am going to do, and I, I will. I will have to report back. Um, so, Amy Marin, again, psychotherapist, author of Thirteen Things Mentally Strong People Do or Don't Do. Uh, she says that we all have the ability and opportunity to cultivate gratitude. Simply take a few moments to focus on all that you have rather than complain about all the things that you des- you think that you deserve. Developing this attitude of gratitude is one of the simplest ways to improve your satisfaction with life. So before I wrap this up, I just want to turn right back to that uh, that that quote, this Neil A. Maxwell quote. And I used to be really excited about this because, you know, you find quotes or you, you Google on the Internet, great quotes, motivational quotes or those sort of things. And this was one of the first times years ago where I found the quote. I was reading the book. I found the quote and it just, it, it kind of, 
it, it didn't change my life, but it really reaffirmed um, what I what I really want to to be, the kind of person that I want to be. So let me break this down again. Neil A. Maxwell from The Promise of Discipleship. Though of themselves, life's defining moments may seem minor. Now think about that. And, and life's defining moments may seem minor. So the minor, the little things that you do can can be life defining. Our wise responses can gradually increase our traction on the demanding path of discipleship. For instance, we can decide daily. Now think about that daily. Every day we have this decision. We can decide in an instance daily or even in an instant in seemingly little things, whether we respond with a smile instead of a scowl or whether we give warm praise instead of exhibiting icy indifference. I think about that all the time. If I'm even walking through the the, the halls here in, in my office building, going to the restroom or, or getting the mail, and I see someone, I'm going to say hello. If they are going to look away, not make eye contact, you know, uh, I was going to say it's their unlucky day. I'm, I'm saying hi. That's, that's, you know, I, that's who I want to be because that person might need someone to say hi to them. That person might feel like nobody cares about them. They might feel like they are unnoticed or unseen. And so just some creepy ball guy, I guess that sounds a little weird, right? Uh, <laughs> some creepy ball guy going to the bathroom and saying, Hey, how you doing? Right. Um, but it's coming from a good place and maybe I'm not creepy. I mean, uh, I got my shirt tucked in. I'm trying to look nice. Um, but but that's my truth, right? I'm going to respond with a smile instead of a scowl. So then whether we give warm praise instead of exhibiting icy indifference. Sometimes when our kids say stuff that we don't, you know, it's not important to us in that moment, or we feel like our problems are bigger than what they're trying to bring to us, um, do we give warm praise or do we exhibit icy indifference? At those moments, that's when you can cultivate that attitude of gratitude. Turn toward them and exhibit warm praise. Because here's the key. Each response matters in its small moment. And this is, I love this. After all, moments are the molecules that make up eternity, right? Simply stated, um, moments, those are the molecules, the small building blocks. Every moment that we live affecting not only ourselves, but others. Those, those small moments, our responses, they affect not only ourselves by, and, and again, we go back to, if we're kind of going out of our way to put out this uh, this attitude of gratitude of thanks of thankfulness of thanksgiving, that affects us. We just listed seven re- seven ways, scientific ways, how that helps us, but it also helps others because our conduct, even in seemingly small things, can be contagious. When I smile and say hi to somebody, who knows? Maybe they turn the corner and smile and say hi to somebody else, or maybe they uh, now all of a sudden they talk to somebody they wouldn't before. Hey, does that uh, bald guy smile at you um, in the hallway? Now, now they they're, they're talking about something. Um, even if it is about, uh, hey, is that is that bald guy creepy? I don't know. Um, but but think about that. So going into this Thanksgiving season, does it have to be a thing where we just say, hey, we're, we're grateful this Thursday um, for, for all the various things in our lives and we go back to exhibiting icy indifference? Um, doesn't have to be that way. So uh, I would encourage each and every one of you to, whether you live in the U.S. or not, whether you celebrate Thanksgiving or not, um, to really be aware, try to cultivate this attitude of gratitude and, uh, and try to make that a daily uh, part of your life to be able to point out or look for those things that you are grateful for in life. I, here's where I feel like almost like a Mr. Rogers moment. I'm grateful for you. Uh, wonderful listener. I really am here 90 episodes in a year and however many months, um, the, the opportunities that the podcast has brought me, um, professionally and, uh, just in the friendships I've made with guests and people reaching out to me has just been overwhelming. And I'm truly grateful. I am really grateful for those of you who take the time to listen, to download, 
Um, here's the, I really didn't mean this to be some sort of plug, right? Uh, to go to the Virtual Couch Instagram page and uh, follow or the, the Tony Orbay Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist Facebook page and like, um, I really am grateful. I, and, and I'm grateful for those who spread the word. The feedback I get daily now are people who say that uh, they, were, they were sent my podcast by someone or someone recommended the podcast when they were having a particularly tough time. And because of that, um, hopefully, you know, or they, they've maybe found some, uh, some light at the end of some sometimes dark tunnels. And so, again, I'm grateful for you, uh, wonderful listener. And uh, so spread the word. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, have a wonderful week. And, and just go cultivate that attitude of gratitude. And I will see you next time on The Virtual Couch. Compressed emotions flying past our heads and out the other end. The pressures of the daily grind is wonderful. Elastic waste and rubber ghost are floating past the midnight hour. They push aside the things that matter most. you